You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's move to tight ends. The tight end that I'm highlighting this week is Kyle Pitts. Okay, I have him at seven. You have him at six. We both like him. Actually, I'm moving him. I moved him up actually. Um, you know, before this, before we recorded. So I agree with you. I think we both have him at six. Uh, Drake London banged up. You know, probably not going to play this week. Kyle Pitts has been running out of the slot. He's been operating as their slot receiver for the most part this year. And Minnesota has been one of the worst teams at defending the slot. I think this has a chance to be a blow up game for Pitts with Tyler Heineke at quarterback this week. Might be the first one. We can only hope, <laughs> you know, but the situation, <laughs> it, it's different from any that we've seen for Kyle Pitts since 2021. This will be Pitts's first game without Drake London in the lineup over the past two years. So it's uncharted territory. We don't know what we're getting. Hopefully it leads to more targets for Kyle Pitts. That could give him a big bump in usage if that's the case. Hopefully, Arthur Smith, please listen to this. Throw the ball more to Pitts if you're going to have Drake London out. London's also vacating seven targets a game. I like Taylor Heineke's ability to push the ball down the field. So those two realities combined with Kyle Pitts, he's already seeing a decent target share. You know, we give him a lot of crap, but he's getting a decent, consistent target share so far this season. I think he has a much higher ceiling this week. I think the floor remains pretty much the same, though, given that this is an Arthur Smith offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping. That's what I'm doing. I'm hoping, yeah. I'm praying, and I'm putting him, putting him in my lineup. Uh, I'm still starting TJ Hawkinson, you know, pretty easily this week, despite the circumstances around the Vikings offense and quarterback situation. You know, it's like who you're starting over him. You know, that, that, that's really what it comes down to. Now, if yeah. you have Dalton Kincaid, you know, you know, more trust in that quarterback situation, like pretty amazing matchup against the Bengals, high scoring game, kind of okay with it. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like I might be talking myself mm-hmm. into starting him over Hawkinson this week, you know? So right. I do have Hawkinson at three. I have Kincaid at four. Uh, are you, are you okay with that? Like, would you, like, if you were in that situation, you know, you just needed like the solid floor, like who, who would you be starting? Honestly, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I you might, have Hawkinson over Kincaid. Kincaid. Yeah. I might go with like, Kincaid now that we're looking at this, but they're both very similar. I, I think the upside that Dalton Kincaid has is right. equi- equal value to the floor that TJ Hawkinson has. And right. neither of them are guaranteed to really have that type of production. So they're pretty much the same one. I think the main takeaway here is that nobody would blame you if you wanted to put Kincaid in over Hawkinson. So I'm probably going to side with Hawkinson just because I don't know what Jaron Hall's going to do. Maybe Jaron Hall's good. We'll see. (laughs) But Kincaid, you know, he had that big week last week and the week before. He has a good matchup this week. I'm thinking this might be a Gabe Davis game, though. I I just have a feeling. And this is the type of analysis analysis that comes into it when you're having – when you're analyzing Gabe Davis, it's just like, I think it's going to be the week. That's kind of how his season has gone. <laughs> All right. So we both we have both those guys over Dallas Goddard. Um, I have Taysom Hill at six. Um, I'm actually moving him. I had I have I had him at six. I'm moving him below Pitt. So he's at seven, actually. Taysom Hill's at seven. Uh, that's followed by Jake Ferguson, then Trey McBride. Um, and I'm, you know, with Taysom Hill, it's more like I'm riding the momentum here because it's a tight end position, yeah. right? It's like the upside is there. Right. I'm gonna just ride the momentum until it stops. That's kind of how I'm dealing with it, and then I'm gonna drop him like two weeks in two weeks. Like basically, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, but that's followed by Jake Ferguson, then Trey McBride. Uh, I think if Kyler plays, I, I would play McBride 
over Ferguson. I might play him over Taysom Hill. But I think that matters a lot in terms of like where I'm ranking Trey McBride this week because there's a lot of unknown uh, for the Cardinals this week. Yeah, and, and that makes a ton of sense. There's That's the rational decision to make when you look at the way both tight ends are used in both of those offenses. You know, Zach Ertz and Trey McBride, both of them have more total targets this season than Jake Ferguson, and that's with McBride running 50 fewer routes than Ferguson this season. So if Kyler Murray comes in and he's a huge upgrade at quarterback, we could be talking about ranking McBride, like you said, you know, a lot higher even than Jake Ferguson. I'd say there's a legitimate discussion to be had about him or Kyle Pitts this week if Kyler Murray plays. I, I think that would be a decision yeah. I'm making. And if it's Clayton Toon this week, though, like I'm tempering expectations. Murray should be back next week, if not this week. So don't take too much from this game. If it is ultimately, ultimately Clayton Toon and he has a tough game, Trey McBride. You know, yeah. I, I'm not too worried about that. The situation is going to be changing. He's going to have is see he was Josh Dobbs last week. It might be Clayton Tune this week. He'll have three quarterbacks in three weeks. You can't really expect <laughs> to take much away from that if you're Trey McBride. But he had a good game with Josh Dobbs, of course. Now Josh Dobbs is gone. There's just a little bit of uncertainty here. But I think Kyler Murray will be able to replicate what he was doing uh with Josh Dobbs. If he has a good game though, watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Um Logan Thomas is next up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Logan Thomas is next up for me. Uh, lo- some long shot plays outside of those guys because I know some tight ends are on by. Uh, Luke Musgrave has a solid matchup against the Rams. You know, a little boom bust, o- boom bust option. Uh, if you need to dig deeper a little bit, Gerald Everett maybe a little bit more upside. He should be back. He gets the Jets solid matchup given how tough the matchup is for wide receivers in that one. And then the other side of the ball, Tyler Conklin as well uh, as like a deep, deep, deep flyer with a few teams on by. That's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll be, I'll be back on Sunday morning on Instagram at 11 a.m. Eastern time, uh, answering start sick questions and all that. I'll be live for about 90 minutes on Sunday. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, Zach, appreciate you as well, man. See you later. And I can't forget our producer, Mike. Mike has been holding it down all year long. Thank you, Mike. All right. Take it easy, guys. Have a good weekend. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 